How many of you want to be great? How many of you have ever strived to be great at something? You've ever thought about being great at something? There's been some point in your life where maybe you were a young child and you dreamed about being great at something. One day I'm going to be. Or perhaps it's even right now in your daily life where you're living and working and walking and going to school and you you think, I'm going to be great at this. I want to be great at this. You're listening to Mountain View Church Audio. My name's Jeremy and I'm a local pastor here in Whitehorse, Yukon Territory. Each week we bring you a fresh message designed to help you encounter Jesus through biblical instruction. You don't have to know anything about the Bible. We're just glad you're here. My name is Phil, and uh, I call Mountain View Church home with my family. been here since the fall of 2018. Uh, you may recognize me if you've been regularly attending from being up on stage here and playing the keyboard, singing, playing the guitar, and helping out with the music team. Um, Pastor Jeremy has asked me to fill in for him today. He's been away this past week at a youth conference in Alaska uh, doing breakout sessions um, at, the, at the youth conference and having a fantastic time. So if you just keep to remembering him and the family in prayer while they're traveling and, and while he's away at this point, point in time, I know that he would really appreciate that. So I get the privilege of sharing with you this morning. And here's the good news. I'm not great. I really am not. I want to be great, but I'm not. You don't have to answer, but how many of you want to be great? How many of you have ever strived to be great at something? You've ever thought about being great at something? There's been some point in your life where... Maybe you were a young child and you dreamed about being great at something. One day I'm going to be. Or perhaps it's even right now in your daily life where you're living and working and walking and going to school and you you think, I'm going to be great at this. I want to be great at this. From time to time, I find myself wanting to be great at something. And I'll give you an example. I'm... uh, I'm a general manager at a company business here in town, and from time to time, I get to go down south to uh, Vancouver for meetings. And at those meetings, from time to time, I walk into them, and I wonder, who's the greatest? I want to be the best. I want to be the best general manager. Reality quickly sets in. I've only been doing the job for two years, and I have so much to learn. I am not the best general manager in the company. I'm not God's gift to that company. I have lots to learn, and there are a lot of talented general managers inside that room. But if I'm really transparent and honest with you this morning, there are times in my life where I find myself wanting to be the best or great at something. And I wonder if, if that's true for you. We've been working through a series uh, called Mark, the Gospel of Conflict. And the word gospel is an old English word. It means the good news. The reason it's the good news is because, well, God, who loved the world, even though we were separated from God by sin, sent his only son, Jesus, 
that we could be redeemed and have relationship with God again. Jesus died on the cross and three days later rose again. And that freed us, freed us from the bondage of sin, freed us from the bondage of death, that we could have eternal life again with God. All that's required is that we believe in Jesus. So this morning, we're going to continue to work through the Gospel of Mark. Mark is one of four Gospels in the New Testament. If you were to take your Bible, and I'm going to use the same Bible that's in the seat down in front of you. If you don't have one this morning, please, by all means, you can take this with you. Uh, You're not stealing it. We're giving you permission. If you don't own a Bible, you can take the one that's down in front of you. But if you take that Bible and you're to divide it into into thirds, the last third of the Bible is the New Testament. And it's the first four books of that New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are the four Gospels. Gospels being an account of the life of Jesus and his teachings. And this morning, we're going to look at, at Mark. And in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus presents life principles that would conflict with traditional human wisdom. Last week, we looked at uh, the Gospel of Mark and the conflict of life. Mark 8.35, whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. Human wisdom would say, try and save your life. That's the way we're wired, right even to the very point of breath, the simplicity of breath. We can't control that. God gives us that life, but we want to try and save ourselves. But Jesus presented a different opposing principle. You want to save your life, you need to lose it for my sake, for the sake of the gospel. And so today, we're going to look at the gospel of Mark and the conflict of greatness. Here's the thing. We all know great people in the world. Just think about who are some of the greatest people in the world that you can think of. Let's start looking at a few. And this is by no means exhaustive, but you can look at Albert Einstein, Alexander Graham Bell, Galileo, William Shakespeare, Christopher Columbus, Martin Luther, Nikola Tesla, Ludwin Beethoven, and there are more. There are still others. We continue to look at at others here. We have Billy Graham, we have Thomas Edison, Johann Gutenberg, who created the printing press and printed the first Bible. We have people like Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa, Orville and Wilbur Wilbur Wright, who created the first flight, Billy Graham. There are lots of names that if we were to stop and look through history, we could think of some of the greatest people in the world. But perhaps the greatest person in the world you would know the answer to is Jesus. Right? He ultimately gave us the greatest example of greatness. But perhaps some of you would say that you would say someone closer to you would be great. Maybe for you it's a teacher or a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a coach, somebody that's just been great, somebody that you look up to. If we stop and think about it, greatness permeates our society. It's throughout our society. Just think about where greatness exists. It's in our schools. If you're in high school, did you achieve the honor roll? If you're in university, what's your GPA? Think of our political arenas. Who's the greatest politician? Or who's the greatest party? Can that government get elected again? And it's all about being the best. 
It's in our sports. Who's the best team? Who's going to win the championship this year? Who's going to create that dynasty and go on for multiple championships year after year? It's in your place of work. Who can climb that ladder and gain the notoriety? It's in our neighborhoods. Who has the greatest accumulation of wealth? Who has the biggest house? Who has the best car? These are all examples of different journeys that some people will take to try and achieve what they would consider greatness in their own right. And really, this is where the conflict of greatness begins. Greatness can often be seen as an individual pursuit. It's something where it's an all or nothing. It's a win at all costs. It's a get out of my way, look out, I'm coming. It's about me. All about me is often how we can view greatness. The desire for greatness lies within the human heart. And I know that that's true for me as I sit here before you today. And if you're like me, from time to time, maybe you wrestle with the struggle of greatness as well. However, the the desire for greatness is not wrong. Just how we arrive there and how we journey there may be. In our society, greatness is often pursued for personal gain and often at the expense of others. And that's where we're going to really look at, at the Bible this morning and just see what Jesus really had in store. So if you would take your Bible this morning and turn with me to Mark chapter 9. If you are taking the Bible just out of the, uh, out of the chair in front of you, you can turn to page 845. Or you can use the, the table of contents. It'll get you there just the same. But Mark chapter 9, and we're going to start reading at verse 33. If you'd like, you can download the Faith Life Bible app, and you can follow along there as well. Mark 9, 33 to 37. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve. And he said to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. So let's just set the stage for this passage. Here's Jesus and the disciples traveling back to Capernaum. And they've just come off this amazing trip. Jesus had just released the 12 disciples to say, go, go and conduct the miracles. Go and, go and heal the sick. Go and cast out demons. And then they gathered back together having done this and We're coming back towards Capernaum and Jesus was still performing miracles and healing the sick and and dead people were being raised from the dead. It was this amazing moment. These 12 disciples and Jesus, it was an incredible trip. 
And so the disciples naturally were, were on a high. The crowds had been gathering. People had been following them. And naturally, what did they do? Who's the best? Hey, John, guess what? I, I think I'm the best. I think I'm the greatest. No, Peter, you got it wrong. I, I'm the best. J- James, no, 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 guys. You're definitely wrong. I, and it wasn't even just a conversation. The passage of Scripture says that they argued. They argued about who was the greatest. When you argue, your voice gets louder. It's heated. It's, it's intense. Could you imagine? <laughs> and here we have Jesus then who says, what were you discussing? As though to ask a question that he already knows the answer to. He's God. He already knows the answer. Jesus is fantastic. He doesn't get angry with them. Instead, he, guys, come on over here. Come, come and sit down. And he sits down with them, and he simply starts to break down what it means to be great. Because just like the disciples, I too want and sometimes desire greatness. And how we get there really matters. I love how Jesus starts that that passage. And he says, if anyone. If anyone. Anyone can be great. We listed a whole bunch of names this morning of people that are great. There are many, many more names that we could list in human history of people that have been great. But we can achieve greatness. Just how we get there, how we journey there really matters. And so he defines it. He says, you want to be great? You want to be first? Well, you must be last. And not just last, you must be last of all. And you must be a servant. And not just a servant, but a servant of all. I love those, that, that, that word, those three letters, A-L-L, all. That is really, really challenging. If you just stop and think about it, If you want to be first, you must be last of all, servant of all. I don't sometimes want to serve. I don't sometimes even enjoy being last. I mean, when you think about whether it's a sports team that you're on or in your place of work or in that school classroom, it's sometimes geared towards who can be the best. But Jesus throws that all the other way. And in case the disciples really didn't get it, in case it wasn't clear enough, Jesus takes a child. So in those days, children aren't viewed with any great value. They're not seen with any great value. And so he gives us an example gives the disciples an example of what's really clear, of what he means. He says to them, hey, if you receive, if you receive, and that word receive can simply mean let in, welcome, accept. Whoever lets in, whoever welcomes, whoever accepts one such child in my name, lets in, welcomes, accepts me. And whoever welcomes 
lets in, accepts me, welcomes, accepts, or lets in, not me, but him who sent me. That is really, that's life-changing. That is a complete departure from what our human wisdom would say about trying to be first, about trying to be the greatest. I like what Andy Stanley from North Point Church says. He says it's not about you. It's about the you beside you. It's not about you. It's about the you beside you. It's not about me. Greatness begins with being last, with serving. And I look at the video that we showed at the beginning and and Denise Burton from Central Baptist. It may not seem like a, a very amazing video. It may not wow you. Oh, they're serving street people. That's nice. That's, that's good. But this is the essence. And I really like what Denise said in the video when she says, it's about what I would want someone to do for me. It's what Christ did for me. Denise was serving in the name of Jesus. She is serving in the name of Jesus both her and Ron. This is the kind of greatness that Jesus was referring to. Jesus himself gave us the ultimate example of serving. He served. He died for you and I, for everyone in this world, that we might have life, that we might have eternal life. He gave the ultimate sacrifice when he died on that cross, and three days later, rose from the dead. You see, up until this point, up until Jesus died on the cross, a person's relationship with God was still separated from God. And only a select few could really enter the presence of God, and only at certain times. And and even then, when they would enter the temple and enter the Holy of Holies and the tabernacle, they would still tie a rope to that person, just in case they weren't absolutely pure, hadn't, hadn't lived the way they needed to, and they could still recover the body. Before Jesus came, it was all about how well somebody could follow the law, how well someone could follow the rules, all 613 of them. But when Jesus died on the cross, all of that changed. All of that changed. Jesus made it possible for us to be in relationship with God, to be in relationship with him. But not only does God care about our relationship with him, he cares about our relationship with each other. John 13, 34, Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another. Love one another. This is why Jesus gives us this example of this child, gave the example to the disciples of what he meant. Here is a child that is not held in much regard or revered very much. In fact, it's the lowly, lowly position. But Jesus was saying, we need to value 
even the people that we consider the lowest of the low, the people that we don't hold in regard, the people that we consider don't matter, the people that are difficult, that are messy. Those are the people that we need to love, that we need to serve, that we need to become last for. Do you know any difficult people? Do you know any messy people? I bet you just want to run out and serve them. Right? Then you get that warm, fuzzy feeling and just, I'm going to love them. Mm. But that's where greatness starts. That's where it begins. Is that we would become last of all. Servant of all. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. So here's the conflict of greatness. It's not about you. It's about the you beside you. Just look to your left, look to your right, look around you. It's not about you. It's about the you beside you. Human wisdom would suggest that it is about you. It's about being first. Jesus said otherwise in Mark 9.35, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and must be the servant of all. In a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond And that may be through prayer, maybe through singing the last song that we're going to sing, it may be through giving financially when when the ushers come by with the offering. Perhaps, though, it may be through your time. Every person in this room has a sphere of influence, has people around them that they interact with on a daily basis, on a week-to-week basis people that you can see right now in your mind's eye. And you may know of somebody that is in desperate need, in difficult situation. And perhaps you're in a place right now where you have the capacity to help. You have that capacity to be last, to meet them where they are. Perhaps it's a person who you've just walked by, you know they're around, but they're just, you don't view them as very significant. What can you do to serve them? Greatness starts there because it's not about you. It's about the you beside you. Perhaps you have time to give to Mountain View Church. You've heard Pastor Jeremy talk for several weeks about the great need that we have in the church here. Look, you don't have to give your entire life away to Mountain View Church, but perhaps you could serve once a month. Our base camp, our kids' program is in desperate need of of workers. We have people that help us with greeting and take care of coffee and tea and and the parking situation, just helping people literally get across the road. Super helpful things, things that are very important to us when we expect guests and visitors to be with us and to just give some guidance and some order to what's going on. But it all plays a part to valuing and serving and being part of, of Mountain View and If you're able to give time, please, I encourage you this morning when when the service is done to just visit out to the welcome desk and talk with somebody about the opportunities 
and just to start to begin to explore how can you be a part of Mountain View and help us out. Let's just pray this morning. Father, I confess that there are moments in my life where I want to be great. And perhaps for my friends here this morning, that may also be true of them. Lord, you absolutely conflict with what our wisdom would say about greatness. God, I pray that the essence of your words today would sink into our hearts, that to be first, we would be last of all, that we would be servants of all. Help us, Jesus, because that is not easy. Not easy to be last. Not easy to serve. But God, would you give us the courage and the power to serve, to love those around us the way you have commanded? God, would you give us the wisdom and the insight to know when to serve, to know when to open our eyes to see when someone is in need. God, we thank you for, Lord, uh, our pastor. Lord, we just pray that you'd be with him and the family while they're away at this time. And God, for each one that's a part of Mountain View, Lord, and those that are visiting this morning or watching online, Lord, you know the needs of each one. God, would you meet us with where we are at? Would you show yourself very real to us? We love you, God, and and we thank you. In your name, amen. You've been listening to Mountain View Church Audio. If God has used this message to impact your life today, I'd love to hear about it. Drop me a message at jeremy at mountainviewwhitehorse.ca or on your favorite social network at Pastor Jeremy Norton. To get connected with Mountain View Church, or to support Mountain View Ministries through a financial gift, please visit mountainviewwhitehorse.ca. That's mountainviewwhitehorse.ca.